Welcome to the Elite Formula Physio and Training Podcast with me, Bradley Skeynes. And me, Matthew Murray-Downing. This podcast is all things Formula One and sports performance, fitness, health, and injury. We will be discussing the physical and mental components of Formula One, the drivers, and every circuit race by race as the season goes on, broken up with insight and knowledge in how to train, recover, and rehab like an elite level athlete. And we'll even bring along some special guests for the ride. For more information, you can find us at Elite Formula PT on socials. Hello, and welcome back to the Elite Formula Physio and Training Podcast. And it's a welcome from Miami this week. Uh, already out stateside, enjoying a little bit of nice weather, a little bit of training to, to go with that. But yeah, hope everyone is having a good week. How are you, Matt? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Yeah, interesting weekend for me this weekend. I was actually at Alton Park at the weekend racing here with the British Superbike Series. It was really interesting supporting the Caddy. Uh, came away with uh, three different wins, which is awesome. Amazing. And silverware every race. So that was brilliant. So yeah, really, really good weekend. Back to a bit of clinic work this week. And then, yeah, out with gymnastics tomorrow. And then away on a bit of holiday next week myself. Busy, uh, busy times. And I think, um, you know, this this will have to be a, a completely separate podcast at, at some stage. But super bikes and, and, and riding a bike like that, you know, the the physical capabilities of these guys is is right up there as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So interesting, there's probably a lot more, there's a lot of similarities in the sense of, yeah, it's a very physical. There's some differences in the physicality. So there's a lot more strain on the kind of wrists, arms and legs. Then also the similarities, though, how to F1, we've got a lot of work around mental preparation, again, with the bikes, a lot more of a danger factor in the sense of, you know, these guys are going around the track, generally between 100 and 200 mile an hour on a bike. They come off, the consequences are quite high. There is no, you know, there's no roll cage, there's no protective element there. So these guys are, huh, they're all rather crazy. So there's, from a mental preparation point of view, there's a lot. But yeah, no, it's, um, there's a lot of similarities. But yeah, it was a great weekend. Really, really interesting to work with those guys and uh, yeah, try and get some performance out of them as best Yeah, absolutely. Can. I think for me, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, when I look at those guys riding, you know, with our guys in single-seater cars, they're strapped in. So yes, you need some core strength there, some, some hip and lower limb strength there, but it's not a, it's not the the core key factor that we we focus on is, is it comes with the training that we do but core work and the trunk stability and strength needed to to ride these bikes is that right up there as well yeah so the interesting thing it was interesting kind of a look at the the data of the bikes and and alton park for example is a track circuit in the kind of north uh west of england extremely hilly up and down it's extremely physical so better these sort of speeds the, the riders are physically hanging off the bikes in order to try and physically maneuver those motorcycles across a track and get them to turn so huge loads going to their legs and core um, and then under braking zones and things you know the only thing stopping them falling off that bike is literally that is all load onto their wrists wow. so um, awful lot amount of load so we get an awful lot going through the forearms a great example one of my riders at the weekend came out of a race and couldn't use his fingers anymore his arm had, had got uh, arm pump a bit like compartment style syndrome in his, in his forearm um so yeah it's such a such a physical sport um so yeah it's it, it incredibly different in some ways to driving a car but uh yeah unbelievable what they put themselves through yeah a bit different from the uh power steering of our formula one cars <laughs> yeah and it was even interesting to see their volume so across a british superbike weekend they have uh, uh three different free practices a qualifying session and three different races so there's an awful lot crammed into three days of riding 
Um, so there's a lot of time on track as well. So yeah, they're 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 fit. fit yeah, fit. yeah, sounds it. And that kind of preparation and management over a race weekend will be important as well from a nutrition, hydration, energy point of view. But um, yeah, no, it sounds cool. We'll 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 dive into that in a whole uh, whole other podcast, I think, because that will be super super interesting um, to to look at the, the physical and mental demands of a two wheeled sport. So that that be cool. Great. And so um, yeah, I flew back from Baku Sunday night. I had a little day at home on Monday, which was nice, and then out to Miami on Tuesday. So, I mean, not really, not much really happened in back here, did it? What did you make of the race? Yeah, it was just a bit of a, it was a bit of a tame one, really. I think it was, yeah, it wasn't quite as much action, perhaps, that we might have anticipated there being. Obviously, good for Red Bull, nice little one-two. But, yeah, it was relatively drama-free, a few bits of politics. But, actually, from our side of things, yeah, it was a relatively straightforward race. Yeah, great, uh, great team result. Our side got a little unlucky with that. Uh, with the safety car call and the pit stop there that probably um skewed our race a little bit but yeah not too much uh not too much else to to comment on really the the weekend kind of went by um uneventfully which uh which is always nice at back with not too many uh <laughs> not too many major major crashes as uh as we talked about on on the back in prep so we very quickly very quickly shift from east to west an eight hour um, time difference, a uh, 14 hour flight from those going direct, little stop off for me in, in, in the UK. And uh, yeah, probably, you know, last year, Miami Grand Prix was the most physically demanding race of the entire year. So, you know, there's no reason to expect anything different this year, is that? No, absolutely. I think it's, yeah, definitely a physical circuit. I think the, the change in the calendar schedule is interesting, potentially, well, we could argue with the little break, helpful in terms of feeling relatively refreshed. But then the flip side of that coin is, you're right, big time difference shifting from east to west for a lot of the drivers and, and also port staff going with them. So... Yeah, no, definitely going to be a challenging circuit. Time of year, similar-ish. So I think it's going to, yeah, it's going to be a warm race. We know that. Humidity levels are going to be challenging. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's going to be a banker for being a physical race. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and, and quite hard to kind of manage um, time zone adjustments when you when you go east to west on a back-to-back race weekend. You know, what we would like to do leading into a Miami race is three, four days before starting to go to bed a little bit later, getting up a little bit later, gifting that, that kind of one hour each day. But, you know, over a race weekend in uh, in the East, we, we, we can't do that. You know, perhaps Sunday night you can get up a little bit later, Monday you can get up a little bit later and depend on your, your flight. Pretty much everyone was out Sunday night, Monday night and straight into Miami. The good thing is that does give us a couple of days to adjust as well or sinking into on the Thursday. We're fortunate the first couple of days is a little bit cooler. Humidity is kind of around 40% at the moment, but Saturday, Sunday, it shoots right back up to 66%. It's going to be tough on them again, comparable to, to what Singapore is. The more tricky thing with Miami is we race at 3.30 p.m. in the afternoon. Obviously, in Singapore, it's an evening race, so you it's dark. But in Miami, you've got the humidity plus the sun beaming down on you as well so you get that extra solar solar heating too yeah absolutely yeah it's, it makes it challenging and especially as it's going to be in the evening obviously the wind starts soft and off in miami as well um so again it, yeah just it further just makes all these kind of management or heat strategies kind of a little bit more challenging to the drivers yeah as the, as the temperatures kind of rise a little bit but yeah it's going to be a tough weekend for sure and you say an easy one to get wrong with the physical preparation if we don't look at the other factors in that build-up period pre-race weekend. Yeah, and yeah, we talk talking here a lot about humidity. So just for listeners who are not sure, so um, when it comes to 
uh, core temperature and heat in the body. Humidity uh, acts as an extra burden because it doesn't allow cooling from sweating. So because there's already moisture in the earth, you can't dissipate that heat through through sweating. And then obviously we're not helped because the drivers are in fully fire retardant clothing, which creates their own microclimates anyway. Again, not allowing for for heat dissipation also through through that so we have to work at getting that core temperature down before they even get into the car so a big part of our management this year will be using the whole uh, cold pools before and after using ice vests using a ton of ice and fans in in the car ice drinks anything that we can do to to help bring that that body temperature down because they suggest that if your core temperature increases uh, by one degree Celsius, then that increases your heart rate around roughly 25 beats, which then, you know, we start talking about uh, a cardiac drift, which can lead to early fatigue, which can then lead to performance deficits, reduction in dexterity, coordination, ability to make quick decisions, all vital for... And last year, drivers were losing that. Three to four kilos from the Miami race. So it's a lot of a lot of mass to to lose that. Yeah, and in terms of I guess travel for anyone listening, I guess is, is the other thing. While we might travel a little bit earlier to somewhere like Miami, as you say, is that heat acclimatization in terms of getting there a little bit earlier, a few more days for us to kind of acclimatize, allow our body to adjust to those changing heat levels, and even start to expose the body perhaps to some kind of low intensity exercise uh, in that build-up phase just to try and help the body adjust and acclimatize to some of that change in the environmental uh, factors that we've got. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Obviously, it takes a couple of weeks to get full acclimatization to to heat, but if you've been doing a little bit of heat training in the lead-up as well, obviously Baku, Baku wasn't as warm as normal, but, you know, it's a, it's still warmer than Europe, so you're getting a little bit there, and then over to Miami and and although it's not true acclimatization, yes, you're getting the body used to feeling heat again, getting the body used to just, you know, sweating again and feeling that little bit uncomfortable, which from a mental point of view can be can be very important as well. But uh but yeah, drivers are gonna have to be at their their peak fitness, they're gonna have to really manage their hydration well, their nutrition well, building electrolytes, carbohydrate drink. A loss of three to four kilos for most of the drivers on the grid will be will we'll equate to around 5% of body mass. And we know that when we lose 5% of body mass, around a third, so around 30% of your working capacity. So that's a 30% reduction in performance that they could experience there. So keeping on top of that is going to be vital for the athletes, but for the, the performance coaches working with them, that's, that's going to be their main job for, for this weekend. So yeah, that's that's obviously going to be the the toughest bit, I think, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it also kind of hammers home the point. Again, a lot of people asking me, you know, they kind of you know make the car stop comment of God, you know, well, how fit does a does a racing driver really need to be cardiovascularly, especially? And I think these races, it's trying to emphasise those links we have between actually your body's cardiovascular efficiency and its ability to manage, adapt, and be efficient when kind of being placed under high stresses. So it kind of I think really hammers home again that preparatory kind of period we said about in kind of earlier podcasts gone by that we might do either in the three-week break we've just had or in our pre-season about building that really good um kind of cardiovascular base which would give us the framework to be able to apply you know better adjustments later in the season in these more difficult races like miami yeah as soon as there's going to be a race that's going to show your uh, physical fitness this will this will be one and then you know even coming to the circuit itself so you, you know there's some uh 
there's some g-force to deal with there's some elevation changes to deal with so yeah what, what do you think of the circuit yeah so it's a really interesting circuit it's a super super technical circuit if, if it's um it's one of those circuits i would say to anyone it's really a good one to watch on on jump on youtube or have a little look before the race and have a look at some onboard laps because it's a it's a great track to watch 19 corners 5.4 kilometer tracks are not the longest but very very technical and um, there's quite an even mix of left to right kind of a max speed of about 320k and i think some of the corners we look to experience kind of somewhere between four and a half to six g and kind of the maximum g corners but yeah really really interesting track the main consideration i was thinking with miami is although yes there are some open or fast corners there's a lot of a lot of walls um so again there's not a lot of runoff area so it's one that although it's a fast and technical circuit again kind of that street circuit feel to it with a lot of walls means there's a there's a higher risk so again it's one to be switched on at in what is a very physical race yeah it's a little bit like um albert park in that sense isn't it in australia where it's that, that kind of temporary street circuit and they, they really designed it to try and include everything everything in it so you've got the high speeds you've got the technical corners you've got the g-force you've got the up and down elevation and there's that that sequence four through to eight where they're experiencing four to six g's of force so that that's going to be you know a decent amount of time on uh, on the neck to cope with that and then they're heading up over exit ramps under various flyovers over uneven ground and pick up hill at that kind of uh, 14 15 chicane so again so the, as well as having the physical stress from actually driving and the heat and the uh, loss of body mass they're then taking the strengths of the uh, g-forces all whilst trying to make good decisions of overtaking and not ending up in a in a wall by the sounds of it yeah absolutely i think it's one of those those tracks that will really expose the newer drivers and i think we'll it will lean towards the strengths of those drivers that are well-rounded technically and physically so yeah it's it's a challenging circuit it's going to expose a lot of weaknesses for sure but yeah a great circuit to watch nonetheless but definitely a challenging one for the drivers in terms of the different elements that they're going to have to deal with in what is a challenging climate yeah we'll see how they all uh climb out the the car on a on the sunday afternoon again <laughs> yeah absolutely and I guess it's interesting here to mention, Brad, I guess it'd be a good one to perhaps bring up was on, on the topic of kind of hydration you were saying about, obviously, the heat, and obviously it's, it's a challenging circuit around some of the strategies we might implement in terms of measuring that. Obviously, we kind of talked about kind of weighing the drivers uh, and some techniques around that in terms of developing perhaps a hydration strategy in terms of what we might advise drivers, Max or whoever, or you, whatever, in terms of hydration. How do you do it? Do you do a simple kind of weight pre and post and then try and devise a kind of fluid replacement strategy around the weights? Or do you do anything different to that? Yeah, no, we, we just do simple weight. Uh, we're required to weigh for, for the car anyway, so it fits into our kind of weekend routine. Me and Max have worked together for so long now, we kind of know roughly how much he's going to lose session by session and how we can replenish that for him during, that, during a race weekend. Coming into a race like Miami, you know, we'll start preloading electrolytes a couple of days before just uh, just to get ready for, you know, what what is to come. And similar to, you know, what I might do when I run a marathon. So um, treat it in, in that respect. And then, yeah, utilizing fluid, electrolytes, recovery drinks, high-carb drinks, and obviously food as well to best attempt to, to replenish all of that. Yeah, no, it's interesting. But yeah, I think it's going to lead, it's going to be an exciting race. One for the drivers to really kind of make sure we've, we've ticked all the boxes and a lot of physical elements, both with their 
preparation, hydration strategies, and even just jet lag management before we get to the circuit and deal with um, the technicalities of it. Yeah, and this will be um, this will be a race, one of the races where actually you have a little bit more of an input in terms of it's not much, but you know the car and the engineers because there will definitely need to be a, a conversation had this weekend about the amount of fluid put into the car. We're going to need more, which will then see directly impact the weight of the car and and ultimately lap times as well but this is where performance coach not necessarily gets involved but you know make some suggestions with regards to um, car setup i guess <laughs> mm. yeah no absolutely it's definitely an interesting one and one in years gone by and the, the hotter races you have to consider um it's interesting to say, but obviously the weight of your car, I mean, how much, I mean, like I said, it varies track to track, I guess, in terms of driver's preferences and also perhaps what we as a performance coach want them to try and consume within a race period. It, it, yeah, it's definitely a consideration we have to look for. Do you with Max, do you go for simple water in the car or do you kind of mix it up? No, we use a, um electrolyte car-based drink. Again, that, you know, marathon runners might use, half marathon runners might use, so we get there. You know, we're replenishing the fluid loss, but we're also replenishing the electrolyte loss, so your salts, your potassiums, minerals, and that through there, and then providing them some carbohydrate for energy as well. So that, that, that's super important. Across the board, you know, roughly the cars will take any sort of race, and it obviously varies race by race, kind of one to one and a half litres of, of driver drink fluid, and that can be adapted depending on kind of where we are. Sometimes a little more, sometimes a, a little less. But if you consider a, a normal race, not a Miami or a Singapore, a normal race, drivers will lose about 2.5 litres of fluid. So even at a normal circuit in normal conditions, we're already ever replenishing half of the fluid loss, hence why we need to preload a little bit as well. Chuck Miami into the mix of that, and you know you might only be replenishing a quarter or a third of of what they lose, which again makes your preparation become even more important. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. It's definitely an interesting one. It always makes me think back to the the, the story about I, th- I don't know if it was Eddie Jordan or there was one of the drivers who used to have tea put in his car. So by the time he'd gone round enough, it was hot. That's <laughs> that's that. Was they put cold tea in it, and then by the end of the race, yeah, probably say exactly that, exactly that. <laughs> I know, I'm interesting heard, strategy. Yeah, I've heard a few of the drivers talk about Singapore, and you know, you put a nice cold drink in the car, and within one lap, it's like boiling off. They have to get it down, but it's not not nice for us. <laughs> no. No, it's going to be an interesting one. But no, I think hopefully this weekend, I think we'll see definitely a much more exciting race. I think it'll expose some weaknesses physically in a lot of drivers if they've got any holes. And certainly, yeah, a challenging one for everyone involved in terms of travel and time changes. Yeah, no, looking forward to it. And um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll look to hopefully recap a, a more exciting race next week. Still, uh, still a Red Bull win, but uh, a more exciting race. <laughs> absolutely i have absolutely no doubt i think that would be a bit more exciting and um yeah deliver on all aspects brilliant okay well we'll uh we'll wrap it up there well i've got a few more things to do out here in miami before the day closes i'm sure your day has has come to an end now back in uh the uk it is yeah. indeed yeah it's uh yeah 7 p.m here so head home for a bit of dinner and we're done for the day beautiful okay well thank you everyone for listening uh you know where to find us on socials at elite formula pt uh if you've enjoyed the podcast or even if you didn't please do 
um subscribe and give us a very good rating it all helps and we'll see you next time thank you very much see you next time thanks very much you have been listening to the elite formula pt podcast with bradley skeins and matthew murray downing you can follow us on socials at elite formula pt or sign up on the app at eliteformulapt.com Please follow, subscribe, and if you enjoyed the podcast, why not leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. Be sure to tune in for the next episode, and thank you for listening.